Blog Talk Radio. Presenting yourselves on this battlefield, I give you thanks. This is our army. To join it, you give homage. I give homage to Scotland. And if this is your army, why does it go? We didn't come here to fight for them. Oh, the English are too many. countries are differences that's all the media and the politicians are ever talking about the things that separate us things that make us different from one another that's the way the ruling class operates in any society they try to divide the rest of the people they keep the lower and the middle classes fighting with each other so that they the rich can run off with all the fucking money fairly simple thing happens to work you know anything different, that's what they're going to talk about. Race, religion, ethnic and national background, jobs, income, education, social status, sexuality, anything you can do, keep us fighting with each other so that they can keep going to the bank. You know how I describe the economic and social classes in this country? The upper class keeps all of the money, pays none of the taxes. The middle class pays all of the taxes, does all of the work. The poor are there just to scare the shit out of the middle class. Keep them showing up at those jobs. 
They're all the same. I'll show you politics in America. Here it is, right here. I think the puppet on the right shares my beliefs. I think the puppet on the left is more to my liking. Hey, wait a minute. There's one guy holding up both puppets. Shut up. Go back to bed, America. Your government is in control. I have this feeling, man, because you know there's a handful of people actually run everything. That's true. It's provable. It's not a fuck. I'm not a conspiracy nut. It's provable. A handful, very small elite run and own these corporations, which include the mainstream media. I have this feeling who's ever elected president, like Clinton was, no matter what the promises you promise on the campaign trail, blah, 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 when you win, you go into this smoky room with the 12 industrialist capitalist scumfucks who got you in there, and you're in this smoky room, and this little... Uh, uh, film uh, screen comes down and a big guy in a cigar roll the film and it's a shot of the Kennedy assassination from an angle you've never seen before <laughs> that looks suspiciously off uh, the grassy knoll and then the film the screen goes up and the lights come up and they go to the new president any questions? Uh, just what my agenda is First, we bomb Baghdad. You got it. All right, everybody, Joseph Gibson, understanding the times in which we live today, Sunday night, Sunday evening. If you missed our last show, we were over there on the NSM Media Network on Friday, Friday night there, 9 p.m. Uh, had a good podcast over there. Um, tonight, we're back over here, Sunday. Uh, understanding at blogtalkradio.com forward slash Joseph Gibson. Before I uh, open up tonight's po- uh, show, of course, we, we go into the news and whatnot. Um, it's important to, uh, I wanted to play this, uh, if I can play this one right here real quick, if I can find it. It pertains to your life, really. Uh, it will pertain to your life. It, it uh, will will happen. Uh, let's put it this way. It's, it's titled, 10 out of 10 people uh, will die. <laughs> Right? I mean, that's pretty much uh, the truth, right? Ten out of ten people will die. Uh, if I could find it, if I had it up here all day, and then once I do the show, it's, it uh, disappears on me. Which it always works out that way. Always works out that way. Which we have plenty of news to get to anyway. So, But oh, here it is right here. Yeah, ten out of ten people die. Ten out of ten people will die. Can you overcome death? So uh, we'll play that one. It's about four minutes long. Play that, and then uh, 657-383-0616 is the phone number to uh, call in. If you want to share, talk about anything, uh, press the number one, and I'll get you on on screen uncensored. When I go in, I like to lighten things up a bit. You know, I just show my ID, and you can't see this, but this is my ID. This is what I show them. whatsoever. My mum was Jewish. She married a Gentile just after the uh, Second World War. Went to church three times in 22 years as a non-Christian, and uh, each time I was incredibly bored. I'm not exaggerating. I would think to myself, if I can't sleep one night, I'll get a preacher to come and talk to me. I had a very happy childhood. I wasn't molested, wasn't beaten up. I was bullied at one stage, but looking back, it was incredibly happy. 
had my own business, making as much money as I want, had my own house, my own car, beautiful wife, we've made one kid, total freedom. I didn't have, I was my own boss at 18 or 19 years old. So in my happiness, I had a, a sense of futility, and this is what, this is what came to me at about the age of 20. Ten out of ten die. I began to think about that. And one night I looked at my wife. She'd just gone to sleep. And I thought, she could die in a second. Her heart could give out. And all my material things, my house, my business, my freedom, would be futile. It would be empty. No one talked about death. It was like this huge elephant in the room. It's like the whole of humanity is lined up on a cliff. There's a thousand people, and they're stepping off this cliff one after the other. And no one's saying, how can we get out of this line? For about six months, I lived in a sense of futility, not outwardly, but just inward thoughts. And I was on a surfing trip, and a young Christian guy who didn't really know what he was doing, he'd just become a Christian, explained the gospel to me. He took six and a half hours to lead me to Christ. But I remember reading the Bible verse where Jesus said, You've heard it said by them of old, you shall not commit adultery. And I thought, well, I've never committed adultery. If there's a heaven, I'll probably make it there. And then I read the words, But I say to you, whoever looks upon a woman to lust for her has committed adultery already with her in his heart. I thought, you're kidding. God sees my thought life. It was like, that was the revelation. I don't think people understand that if God can make a brain, he can see what he's made. I thought, I'm in big trouble on Judgment Day. I'm going to end up in hell. And that's when the cross made sense. I'd heard that Jesus died on a cross. I used to pray to Jesus at night, mention him in my prayers, blah, blah, blah. But it was meaningless until I realized I was a sinner. I needed a savior. I was condemned. And yet because of what Jesus did on the cross, I could be forgiven. I could be exonerated. My death sentence could be commuted because Jesus paid my fine, which means God could legally dismiss my case. And so I, uh, I repented that night, became a Christian, 3.30 in the morning, went outside, looked up at the stars, and everything looked different. Just the, the, the absolute transformation just left me with my mouth wide open. I found everlasting life. I witnessed to everybody I met, not in a fanatical, wide-eyed way, but when I met people, I'd, bring, I'd carry tracks everywhere. I got on a and began preaching in a local city. If anyone could be considered a fanatic in those days, it was me. One sign you are saved is that Jesus will be your Lord. And when he says, go into all the world, preach the gospel to every creature, you'll do what your Lord commands you to do. You're going along, you know, in life, and suddenly death comes in under the door. Takes your mother, your father, your brother, your sister. Takes your wife or your husband or your children. Can slowly, it can happen instantly. In the next 24 hours, 150,000 people will die. And after death, the judgment of God's going to judge by the holiness of this law. Lust is adultery, hatred is murder, and every time you sin, you store up his wrath, and hell is real, and you're heading there, all by the lake of fire. What are you going to do on judgment day? Fortunately, God is rich in mercy. He provided a Savior who died for you on the cross, rose again on the third day. And if you repent and trust in Him, God will grant you the gift of everlasting life. And He can say, please get right with God today. Don't put it off till tomorrow, because you don't know what tomorrow will bring.
in life, I cannot but speak that which I've seen and heard. All right, everybody. Well, I figured somebody asked me to play that there for the message here tonight to start off. So, eh, you know, why not? Um, there's only one logical conclusion to everything. I mean, if you don't believe in God, you know, you know, we've had this discussion so many times. I mean, you know, if you don't believe, then you know, if 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 uh, if there's no such thing as God, then uh, I guess that you just die and you go to the ground and that's it. It's over, right? But if you don't believe and there is such thing as God and there is such thing as Jesus Christ or what now or what everything's true, what they say, you know, the Bible is true, and then guess what? You know, whatever you did in between those two dates on the gravestone ain't going to matter. Because uh, <clears throat> if you didn't believe, oh, eternity is a hell of a lot longer than those dates, those two dates, no matter how long they may be, 70, 80, 90, 100 years, whatever, how long you live. So logic would tell you, you know, I, I would put my faith in something higher, higher power out there, creator, and and uh, uh, try to do the best you can and uh, and uh, put your faith in doing the right thing, you know. And uh, what you believe in. Don't be a liar. Don't be a fool. And try to uh, work hard at everything you do. So, uh, all right. Let's see here. The news of today. What do we got? Oh, boy. Here we go. They're coming after the guns. CDC announces plan to spend millions addressing public health threat of gun violence. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, CDC, has announced they plan to spend millions in tax payer dollars to fight the serious public health threat of gun violence. Something has to be done about this. Now is the time. It's pedal to the metal time. CDC Director uh, Walensky told CNN in an interview aired on Saturday, I'm not here about gun control. I'm here about preventing gun violence and gun deaths. Dr. Rachel says about her plan to reduce gun violence in the United States. Here we go. Let's listen to the good old doctor here, she knows best, and she's going to save us all. Guns. Oh, you shot that guy in the stomach. They leave a toll of death and despair across America. Mass shootings. The shots just kept coming, so we were going down, and when we got down, there was a man that was shot right there. Urban violence. Hey, victim over here. He's got gunshot wounds to the left and right side of the chest. Road rage. She said, Mommy, my, my tummy hurts. So she went and she picked him up, and he was bleeding on her. Suicides. He walked into a gun shop at 11.02, somewhere between 3 and 4 that afternoon. He shot himself. While Americans have begged for an end to this violence. We're not the National Rifle Association is a powerful force in Washington. Semi-automatic firearm technology has been around for 100 years. They're the most popular guns for hunting, target shooting, self-defense. In the 1990s, the NRA convinced Congress to cut all of CDC's funding for gun research, a loss equivalent to millions of dollars a year. Fearing further cuts, CDC leaders publicly were all but silent for decades, even as tens of thousands of Americans died from gun violence year after year after year. But now, in a stunning turn, the current director of the CDC is announcing a plan to reduce gun violence, sharing it exclusively with CNN. This is actually a stunning moment that a director of the CDC is even talking about this issue, is even using the word guns. 
It hasn't happened in years and years. Every day we turn on the news and there are more young people dying. I swore to the president and to this country that I would protect your health. Um, this is clearly one of those moments, one of those issues that is harming America's health. But there's a reason why your predecessors didn't address it. Perhaps. I want to share. We're used to hearing Dr. Rochelle Walensky talk about the COVID-19 pandemic. Vaccine safety is a top priority. This is her first interview on America's epidemic of gun violence. One recent weekend in Chicago, we had 74 people shot. That same weekend, a party in Florida, five teenagers shot. That same weekend, a man in New York City in Times Square shot in the back, and the list goes on and on, week after week after week. Can anything be done about this? Something has to be done about this. So 40,000 uh, firearm-related deaths a year, 120,000 serious firearm-related injuries per year. The scope of the problem is just bigger than, than we're even hearing about. And when your heart wrenches every day, you turn on the news. Um, you're only hearing the tip of the iceberg. When you wake up on a Monday morning and you hear all the reports of the children who were shot the previous weekend, as CDC director, what does that feel like to you? That's heavy. It hurts. It, it hurt before I was CDC director. I think any American citizen that turns on the news just can't fathom another one of these mass violence issues. Dr. Walensky's strategy, restart the gun research. My job is to understand and evaluate the problem, to understand the scope of the problem, to understand why this happens and what are the things that can make it better, to research that, to scale that up, to evaluate it, and to make sure that we can integrate it into communities. We have a lot of work to do in every single one of those areas because we haven't done a lot of work as a nation in almost any of them. And this time, she wants the CDC to find common ground with gun owners. Let's agree we don't want people to die. Let's just agree there. What can we do to stop people from dying? She wants to allay gun owners' fears. Generally, the word gun, for those who are worried about research in this area, is followed by the word control. And that's not what I want to do here. I'm not here about gun control. I'm here about preventing gun violence and gun death. And she wants to involve gun owners in the CDC research to save lives. If a gun owner said to you, Dr. Walensky, I'm afraid you want to take away my gun. And my answer to that is come be part of the solution. Come to the table. Join us in the conversation. I don't want you to feel that way, right? I want you to teach me what you have done to make your gun safe. And then I want you to teach everybody else. Dr. Walensky's plan has brought her here to Vermont to help solve this problem. According to a 2015 study, in the United States, an estimated 4.6 million children lived with a loaded and unlocked gun. That number has likely increased dramatically since then. I pledge allegiance to the flag. These children in Vermont are learning how to shoot guns and how to store them safely. Dr. Chris Barsotti, a gun owner and an emergency room physician, teaches this 4-H community program. How do we keep our guns here at 4-H? How are they stored? By funding this program and studying what they do and repeating it across the country, Dr. Walensky hopes to prevent accidental gun deaths among children. 
BDC is here, we're here because today you're our teachers. We want to learn from you. The CDC is also funding this project at gun shops to help put a stop to gun suicides. It's a poster that talks about how gun owners can help, different signs to look for. Dr. Barsotti knows that Dr. Walensky will get pushback. When gun owners hear that the federal government, the CDC, wants to reduce gun violence, what do they hear? I think at the end of the day they're worried about gun confiscation. Confiscation. confiscation and barriers to access to purchasing and owning firearms. CNN reached out to the NRA to ask if they were willing to work with Dr. Walensky, and they did not respond. We can but Dr. Walensky stands firm. Do you worry that even just saying the word guns or even talking about firearms, that you're going to get a whole sector of the United States just really angry? Um, of course. I also worry that if we don't do anything about it, we have a whole sector of the United States that's really angry. How high a priority is this for you? This is one of the leading killers of our young people in this country. It's a high priority. We don't know if the NRA is going to fight Dr. Walensky on her initiatives. That group is having their own legal and financial issues. It's unclear if they have the strength. All right, everybody. Okay, well... You know, I think what they should concentrate on and what they should investigate and do some research on is uh, stupid. The word stupid and dumb, dumb down, and zombie. There, here you go. There's three for you, okay? Because that's what America's filled with, and that's the reason why things are the way they are. Not because you can't make a gun any safer, okay? It's, 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 man, what do you mean? What do you, well, I don't understand what you mean. It's common sense that, you know, I just don't get it, what they, their narrative is here, or what they're trying to do. You know, it's, it's, uh, maybe it's a good thing they're talking about it, because you got the diehard liberals out there. They don't even know what a gun is, some of them. And they call uh, the uh, magazine a clip, you know, or that clip magazine. They, they, just they just don't know anything about hunting or, or, or what why the Second Amendment is there. It's not about duck hunting, the Second Amendment. It's not what it's there. Guns are not there for us to go out uh, for a sportsmanship shooting. The guns are there to protect us from tyrannical government. That's, what it's, that's why the Second Amendment was put there in place, tyrannical government. Look at Australia, what they did over there. We talked about it. Look at what they did. Confiscated the guns. Now they're forcing the vaccine on the people. The people have no way to fight back. None. Throw rocks, maybe. I don't know. Slingshots. Bow and arrow? Don't know. But having that black powder, that, that TNT, that, that gun, that, that firing pin, that is a mechanism there that secures your liberty, according to the Founding Fathers and what we see here in history, okay? So the Second Amendment is so very important. And look, you know, if you want to get rid of the Constitution, where are you going to go? You know, what are you going to do? You want to become a communist country? Come on. You know, I mean, it's common sense. I mean, this conversation is so beat up, old, and dry. We know what freedom is. We know what freedom is all about. We know what we got to do. You know, and the corruption is just out there. It's uncontrollable. And it's getting more rampant. It's becoming to where you cannot get any justice. That the right is never, never, ever going to be right again because it's always wrong in a system that's filled with corruption. 
657-383-0616, press the number one if you want to talk. Uh, let's see, uh, for, uh, let's go to the phone line, see if anybody's there. I want to press them one and one talk. All right, so let's go to 773. We'll get you first. I think I saw you the other night on here and you hung up on me. So we'll go 773. Go ahead. Yeah, hi. How are you? Doing all right. Uh, this is Buddy. Uh, I've been listening to your show uh, a few weeks now. I did try to call in last week, but I, I had a phone issue. I understand. Um, I wanted to, yeah, I wanted to ask you a legal question. Uh, well, more, I guess, advice. I know you're not a lawyer, but um, I'm actually in the car right now uh, with a friend, lady friend. And um, we've just been, we're elderly people, we live in an old age home. And uh, you have no idea what we've had to go through with uh, these virus restrictions. We've basically been hostages, okay, um, in, our, uh, in our residence. No one could come see us, we couldn't see them. Uh, we finally agreed to the gosh darn vaccine. Now they're letting us come and go. We're not happy about uh, having to take it, but um, we did it. And um, now we're trying to celebrate and uh, have a bit of fun. But um, I'm just wondering if you would know, because we don't have anywhere else to go, are you allowed to do, are you allowed to get um, intimate in a car? Uh, to be honest with you, I I don't know. Uh, I don't think so. I I don't know. Yeah, I mean, where wherever you're driving, whatever town you're in, why don't you call the local police department and ask them that? I mean, if you're worried about breaking the law, well, it's a sensitive, uh, it's a, it's a <laughs> sensitive question because I'm here with. Uh, oh yeah. Imagine, oh, you yeah. know, I'm yeah, I'm here with uh, my lady friend Mildred. And uh, she was uh, she was going to do something here while I'm driving, but I said, "Well, I don't know if uh, you'd be allowed to do that, you know." Oh, she wanted to uh, practice the fellatio on you. Huh? So, uh, uh. <laughs> right? Is that what uh, <laughs> sir, you uh, you hit the nail on the head. Uh, there you go. You know, well, I mean, yes. you know, if you're driving down the road, I mean, as long as you don't get into an accident or hurt anybody, I personally don't have a problem with it. And as long as you're not exposing yourself to little children or or the public that don't want to see it, I don't have a problem with it. You know, but uh, again, I don't know where you're at or what road you're driving down. And uh, you know, if it's against the law, then uh, I would not recommend you violate the law. You know. Hello. Yes. Yeah, hi. He handed the phone to me. Um, okay. I heard the tail end of that. Could you repeat? This is Mildred. Could you repeat it? Yeah, I would not recommend uh, uh, breaking the law. Uh, like I said, you know, if I were you, well, my first advice to him was I would call the local police department in the town that you're driving in on the road or wherever you're driving and uh, call them and ask them, would I be breaking the law if I wanted to... Uh, have any type of uh, sexual relations or fellatio on in on the road on the public roads. I don't think it's a I don't think you it's really 
I think it's against the law, to be honest with you. In my opinion, I don't know. You know, I just, I would not know. I, I don't know where you're at. Joseph, that was uh, that was my lady friend there, Mildred. You were just right. talking to her, and I thank you. Yeah, I'm Buddy, and she's uh, Mildred. Just introduce ourselves for you. Yeah. So, so, but you you said you escaped from a convalescent home. Well, escape is a dramatic term. Uh, we, but it's uh, it could be a correct one. It could be a correct one because we were under so many restrictions. In that home, we were basically prisoners for much of 2020. Wow. And they made you get the vaccine, huh? So you only got a couple of years well, left to live, don't... according to the Internet. Right? You only got a couple, they, uh, couple um, years left to live. <laughs> well, we, we had – they don't make you do it, but they make your life so hard if you don't do it. That you're not really living anyway. So, well, what what you know, type of things do they make hard certain... on you? Just out of curiosity, what type of things do they make hard on you? Like, what do they do? Don't give you toilet paper, uh, don't feed you. I mean, like, 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 what do they do? Uh, no, no, but you can't come and go as you please. You can't fraternize with the other uh, 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 people that live there. You can't have family come visit. You can't visit them. Uh, I didn't have access to my car for a good long while because I wasn't allowed oh, wow. in the garage area uh, if I wasn't vaccinated. Now, they say they'll test you, but it needs to be within a certain window, and there's never enough tests. So, effectively, uh, they don't come out and say it, but uh, you are a prisoner. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's a shame. That's a shame. I mean, I don't think that anybody should be forced to take a vaccination, you know. I mean, I believe it should be up to the individuals. It's free will, you know. But uh, how you feeling now that you took the vaccination? How you feeling? Good? Well, we feel fine physically. I mean, you know, we're just happy to be out and I'm able to drive again. And that's why we're sort of here sort of celebrating. And, uh, Joseph, I have to tell you, I don't know exactly what you said on the phone, but uh, uh, she's uh, she's doing the deed right now. Oh wow! Well, uh, yeah. Well, you sound pretty calm, so uh, you know. Uh, uh, just well, pay I'm attention trying. to the road. Don't get into an accident. Uh, that's part of the problem. I'm uh, I'm veering I'm veering a little bit here. <laughs> yeah, be careful. Don't don't kill nobody. Uh, I don't want to be responsible for any yeah, car accidents. Yeah, uh, I know. Uh, oh, hang on. I gotta hit. Hang on. I gotta hit. The, ah, hang on. Hang on. All hang right. on. I'm hanging. She's biting, yep. and I'm hitting the brakes here. Ow. Okay. This was You're not great. Me, huh? This was. Yeah. Oh, because I had to slam on the brakes here because I don't see so well at night is part of the problem. Oh, and now geez. I'm getting. Well, I'm I getting... mean, I don't think you should be driving ow, at night then. Ow, Go ow, get a hotel ow, room. Ow, ow. <laughs> oh, boy. She, no, she, she. What the hell are you doing? Oh, my God. She. Joseph, she. I stopped the car store here and she. 
I would I would I would get you an emergency room right away. Miss she bit you. Joseph, Joseph, she's choking here. Uh oh. She's choking here. Uh, I don't oh, know geez. anything. I don't know what I would recommend there. Uh, CPR maybe. I know I I'm bleeding and she's choking. What the hell? What is that? A high? Oh man. I'd hang up. I'd hang here? up and call nine one one. That's what I would do. And ask for assistance immediately. Where? What town are you calling? Can't breathe, she says. Oh boy. We're in up. We were heading upstate New York. Uh oh. Go to upstate a cabin New York. and do just that. Well, you couldn't wait until you got to the cabin. Bang brains out in the cabin and. Oh jeez. I did. I didn't want to do it. It was her goddamn idea. And now she's choking here. Oh boy. Well, I, I just don't. I'm choking, oh choking. Oh my God! I'm bleeding. <laughs> uh, well, um, she <laughs> she she took well, that was a little, of it, uh, Joseph. I'm bleeding. That's oxymoron. <laughs> not. No, it's not funny. I'm in a bad way. Fuck. Ah, <laughs> hang on. Breathe. Breathe. Calm down and breathe. Do you need, do you need blue, an ambulance? Joseph. Do you need an ambulance? No, well, hang on, hang on. There's a sign. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. I hear a I siren just... here. Uh-oh. 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 Now you're in trouble. I think... Yeah, because people that just swerve around us. Hang on. She's Okay. Hang on, I'm going to just... And what are you going to tell that police officer? i got to hear this. This will right. be a good one. <laughs> Hang on. Just kidding. I'm worrying about one thing at a time here, Joseph. One second. You better pull over for that police officer. Oh, my God. I'm pulling over. I'm pulling over. Hang on here. Oh, my goodness. I hope you don't lose me. Hang on. I, I, I don't know. I don't know about that one either. Hey, I don't like to hang up on calls. No, but. <coughs> no, don't, Joseph. Give me a second here. We, we, yeah, we did pull over because the lady here was choking. Hang on, I'm gonna, Joseph. I'm gonna, I'm gonna hand the phone to, to you. Okay, just love, just All be right, honest. Sure. I mean, I don't know I what I could do to help her. you. Hello? Yes, hello. Yeah, hi, hello. who am I speaking with? Uh, who am I speaking with, please? I don't know. Uh, he just handed the phone to somebody. Officer uh, Garrett? Just... Yeah, this is, oh. this, is, this is Officer Garrett. Uh, you, what happened here? You have the explanation, they said. I don't know. I don't know what happened. Apparently, they were uh, driving down the road, and uh, I don't know. I guess uh, she started choking, I guess. On what? I don't know. Yeah, well, when I guess when I pulled him over, she his pants were down, and oh, boy. she was looked like something was going on here. Did they tell you anything over the phone here? But they were up. There? Uh, they said they were uh, basically uh, just driving down the road, and I can't. And they were breaking up here and there, and uh, said that they were. Uh, she was started choking. I guess. I guess they were kind of like not wanting to get to the hotel room, maybe messing around. I don't know. <laughs> they didn't go yeah, into detail. They, put they, it that they, way. They, but I, it looks it looks like fellatio, correct? 
I I don't know. That's what I asked him. He he didn't say yes or no. But he did. I, he, I, did I, he did. He didn't fly. Thankfully, might be they doing didn't hit that, nobody. Right? Thankfully, they didn't run into anybody. That's what I'm, I, I'm thankful well, for. Well, thank God. Thank God, because the reason I pulled them over is I saw the tr- there was a truck that had to swerve around them, and it, you can't miss that. And oh, sure enough, I come here, and this guy, there's blood. She looks oh. to be okay. And um, his, his penis is out. So uh, what do you well, think guess, is happening? <laughs> I think maybe you probably should arrest him and maybe take him to jail. I don't know. <laughs> And uh, or indecent exposure, maybe I don't know. Uh, what do you think? I don't know. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not an expert yeah. in this field. Hang on, I got, ma'am. Are you okay? Yeah. Um, I don't know what he told you, but um, how we weren't doing anything too wrong. We were just I would, I choked on a peanut. <laughs> Is that true? Do you know she choked on a peanut? Peanuts? Well, it could be. It probably could be a peanut. Yeah, <laughs> yeah something that's... Yeah. I don't know. you got a better visual Officer, than I do. <laughs> yeah, you don't want this visual. So who am I speaking with, by the way? <laughs> who is this? Hello. Oh, David. Yeah, who am I speaking? Well, this is a podcast show. You're speaking to Understand the Times which Live Today, a podcast show. Oh, they were calling to a radio show doing this. Yeah, I guess so. I guess they wanted some publicity to this. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys, she's t- what's that? I I want to know if I suck your cock, I could make this go away. <laughs> oh, that's me? bribing a police officer. Uh-oh. I think she's got to be putting handcuffs now. Te- I take my teeth out and I do it that way. Oh God! What? Oh, that's a that's a I mean, uh, okay. If if you can do that, yeah, I take my teeth here. <laughs> Holy shit! Oh boy! <laughs> there goes the, there goes the, there goes the neighborhood. Oh, this a, this is a Christian show here <laughs> now. Yeah, I'm, I'm an officer of the law. What the hell? I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't go. I would not. Uh, I'd be careful with that. You got a body cam on you. I wouldn't be. I would be careful if I were Yeah, you. I sure do. <laughs> you should see what I'm oh, seeing. Mm. 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 I love, <laughs> I love police talk. Oh boy. Well, mm. guys, I'm telling you, you're ah, a little ah, X-rated ah. here for me. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna have to let you, you go know, on this one. Uh, we you look like you. That's breaking the law. Too close. She's, ah, she's biting me now. Fuck. Oh. This is assault. assault of an Guys. Oh, God. I got to let him go. Oh, unbelievable. I got to let him go. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I don't know where these people They They really, they must have thought this one out. I don't get it. I don't get it. I tell you. I don't know, folks. That's understanding the times in which we live today. That's, uh, I don't know. I think they called in before. I think they sounded like this couple that called in before about a month or two ago. But, uh, oh, man, I don't know. I guess, uh, what do you think?
right, everybody, Joe's your gift of podcasting here. I understand the time to show today. All right, well, we got a little bit off track here. I'm waiting for uh, a couple people to come in, actually, here. So, uh, got some uh, people arriving in here. So, uh, that's why I've been waiting, trying to kill some time here with the podcast show. I guess I got nobody here who wants to talk. We had a couple of prank callers there, obviously, or people with their stories that they want to. I don't know what the heck they were talking about sharing there. But, uh, you know, the news of today, uh, I mean, uh, we went into the CNN thing there. Uh, I mean, I just, uh, you know, I don't know what to, what to uh, the gun the gun, uh, gun uh, debate there. But uh, we got something here. Uh, we can go into a Saturday special here, emergency broadcast here. Hopefully we've got the band video here. Um, we'll see if we can get this up here for you. And then... Uh, if we got anybody who wants to queue in here. All uh, right. Uh, well, it's a little slow here tonight, so uh, I didn't advertise the show, you know. Uh, let's see here. Uh, what do we want to play here? Um, uh, ignorance of enemy. Uh, let's see here. How they are killing you and calling it COVID. Uh, uh, that was a pretty good one. Sound like China files and global communism. There we go. There we go. Global communism. That's about 30 minutes long. We'll try that one. There we go.
the application of genocide in situations uh, in the past. And that's why it's a word that is extremely loaded and uh, is certainly something uh, that we should be looking at uh, in the case of the Uyghurs. And I know the international community is looking very carefully at that, and we are certainly among them, and uh, we will not hesitate from being part of the determinations around uh, these sorts of things. We have been consistent uh, in our uh, concerns and our condemnation uh, of human rights violations around the world, including uh, situations in Hong Kong and in Xinjiang uh, and elsewhere. Uh, we will uh, continue to work with the international community and move forward uh, on making uh, the right determinations based on facts and evidence. Mr. Speaker, months after Canadian citizens were taken hostage by the communist regime in China, we learned that the Liberals fought hard to keep a close relationship with China. In fact, the Deputy Prime Minister fought for Canada to train China's military on Canadian soil against the direct advice of the Chief of Defence Staff. With our citizens in jail, our exports banned, and with China committing human rights abuses around the world, why did the Deputy Prime Minister push hard to partner with them? A special analysis of national security reports by Global News suggests that Canada is a permissive target for China's broad interference campaigns. Global News reporter Sam Cooper dug into these reports and expert assessments. He joins us now live from Ottawa with more. Good morning, Sam. Let's start out with what did your investigation find here? Yes, what we found is that uh, China has been very successful undermining Canada using something that they called the United Front. This is an influence and espionage network. How it works is they target uh, elite Canadian leaders, institutions. They offer sweet business deals. And really, they end up using trade with China as a weapon. Experts say the effect is some Canadian leaders, uh, influential groups, end up advocating for China's policy. For example, uh, the, the court case of Huawei executive Man Wanzhou, or they fail to criticize China's human rights abuses. And in this way, Canada's democratic values are being undermined. United Nations peacekeeping missions are intended to help parties in a conflict navigate a path to peace. Of the 13 UN operations underway in the world today, the majority and the most substantial missions are in Africa. China is among the world's top 10 largest contributors of troops to the UN. The country currently has about 80% of its blue beret wearing peacekeepers deployed in Africa. is on record saying 
We don't want humans having Promethean fire. We don't want to educate the general public. We don't want people having the magic of discovery. We want to control that Promethean fire and misdirect it because we want to be God. But a real God would actually give people fire. Wouldn't say, I want to be God. I want to take fire away from them. And that's really what the Satanists are. They claim they're going to have hot cheerleaders and parties and power and cars and money. But really, they want your will. They want your soul. And so here in early September of 2020, you see the entire corrupt power structure, soulless and empty, trying to get control of the human will, trying to get control of the human culture, trying to get control of the human genetics and trying to play us all off against each other of what color we are. But really, their whole system is post-human. They write articles in the New York Times and the Washington Post and the Wall Street Journal and everywhere about dreaming of the post-human era and the cyborgs taking over and humans are weak and bad. Are aliens controlling them? Have they been consorting with off-world powers to sell out their own species? Are they the ultimate traitors? Or are they just delusional, schizophrenic crazies that hate themselves so much they're projecting that they're building this post-human world because they want to kill themselves and us with them? Whether it's aliens doing it, whether it's demons, whether it's the devil, whether it's imagined and some delusion in their mind, that doesn't really matter. What matters is we have the power to manifest things as humans. And these individuals are manifesting this. And they claim they're here to enlighten us and empower us and give us freedom. But everything they do goes against the basic genetic code of our species. They wish to extinguish the light of humanity. And how much more precious does light come as it becomes more and more scarce? 90% of the universe is invisible to all our science, but we now know it's there. Our computers have measured it. Who are the people seeking to keep us from these secrets? Who are the individuals trying to get us to kill each other over what color our skin is when all our blood is red? InfoWars, in my 26 years on air, has been a guiding light in the fight against tyranny. And so many other lights have been extinguished. They've been censored. They've been shut down. Hundreds of millions of people know. The president is censored. Facebook won't let lawyers for... People that have been involved in these riots even have a voice. And every day it becomes more intense. Every day the clampdown becomes more oppressive. It's in the news that Ohio is setting up FEMA camps for citizens who have coughs and haven't even tested positive. It comes out that 90% of COVID-19 tests are false positive and that only 9,000 died versus 180,000. But Facebook and YouTube and all of them censor it because they can't stand against the light of truth. They want to operate in the dark where you're blind, where you can see absolutely nothing. Everything they're doing is about extinguishing that light. 
but it's the light that built the planet. It's the light that built them and their parents. It's the light that made them who they were, but they're in love with the darkness. And they believe they can just extinguish that light, that they'll be the gods of darkness. All of us are blind, and they can just feed upon us. But really what they'll find is, in Dante's Night Circles of Hell, that is a good human psychic projection of what's really happening. The center of hell is pure darkness and no warmth and is freezing. It is the opposite of consciousness. It is spiritual death. Don't be part of this spiritual death. Rise up against the tyranny. Rise up against the enslavers and realize that it's that animating contest of resistance that builds your psychic and spiritual muscles to defeat this system. It's not work to oppose the censors. It's God's work. And remember, the only way we stay on air is because of you. InfoWars has changed the world thanks to you. The world's a different place for the better. Globalism is in trouble because you took action and because you spoke out and because you supported operations like InfoWars. There's other great groups, but we're the tip of spear. So I ask you now to remember what your word of mouth does, what your psychic prayer does, and what your financial support does. Because without you, the enemy will win. And they believe taking down InfoWars is a capturing the flag, capturing the standard. They believe it's a psychic victory because it is. Because InfoWars is pure. I'm not a perfect person, but I believe what I'm saying, and I've done deep research, and I'm committed to God and justice. I have courage. I don't have fear of the enemy. I have fear of failure and what they're going to do to you. I am far beyond the reaches of the enemy now. It is those of you that are just now waking up that are the enemy's grasp. And I pray you get close to God quickly because that's the only protection. Our longtime listeners and supporters that were already awake before I was even born, and those that have woken up since then, we're on the same plane together. And I ask them to be leaders and not just count on myself and others to lead the fight. You must lead the fight. It's going to be hard when the time denial is over. Because if you don't stand up and speak out, the universe is a very dark, cold place. Light rare, and light shines as stars in the night. Lucifer seeks to extinguish your light because he wants to be the only light bearer like Ma's the flame. We have to ignite ourselves in God's glow to glow much brighter and stronger so others do not follow Satan, known as Lucifer, and come to the real light. But to do that, you must take action. You must decide that you have a will and a soul of your own and that you choose God. And only then will Lucifer be extinguished. All right, everybody. Understanding the times in which we live today, uh, it's a good message there. You know, it's, uh, it's very simple. You know, it's uh, a war against uh, evil. You know, they, you see it out there uh, increasing more and more every day. People don't care. You call places. We've done it on this podcast. Yeah, you call people. They brush you off. They don't. Care. I mean, you must do it. People out there listening right now, or whoever's listening, uh, you, you call your phone company. You call your electric company. It's, nobody gives a damn about you no more. It's, there's no. You got. We got these cell phones, and you can't get a hold of anybody. Back when I was a kid growing up in the 1980s, we had pay phones. 
We had uh, we still had rotary phones actually. I remember the touch tone phone. Beep 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 was the, was the big thing and uh, call waiting. You know, uh, three way. You know, and I, it was easier to get a hold of people then when I was a kid than it is to get a hold of people today. Why is that? Why is that? Something's wrong with the picture, right? Something's wrong with the big picture. We're sick, a sick society. It's, it's, it's common sense. Nobody cares. How many people will go to bat for you out there that you know? <clears throat> Unless there's something in it for them, fame or they're popular. I'm not talking about those people. You know, what you see on TV is not real. How many people will, out there that you know, just a common person out there, will go to bat for you or sacrifice everything they have or what they have or their name because they know you're right or they know that you can be right? How many people do you know? You know, and, and you just look at it that way. I mean, there's not, not very few within your life. I'm sure of it. I'm almost positive of it because it's, it's a fact. I mean, with, even with me, with the social media platform I have, I, I, you know, you, 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 there's, there, you know, patriot community, you know, years, years part of uh, certain groups out there. And, uh, you know, I, I contact them once for a problem. And, uh, good luck to you. Let us know how you make out. You know, that's, you know. These are the, I'm not fighting for these people, you know, and that's the attitude now that we have. Nobody's going to sacrifice for you or me or nobody else, and that's why we're in the position we're in. And they'll isolate you, like uh, one pod, uh, guest that calls into his podcast. They'll isolate you, you know, unless you have massive numbers, which you don't. You don't, and none of us really do, and you won't. You know, and look at Donald Trump, you know, the, the rally, and look, and even that machine broke down. To try to change anything, it was you. St- you got the provocateur infected messages out there. Oh this, oh that, oh this, oh that. He should have did this. Oh, he should have done that. Oh, well, oh, oh. he's coming back. You know that whole mess, whole message. And what? What did they get? Five hundred people now. Five hundred people maybe arrested, kidnapped, kidnapped. They were kidnapped and uh, held now inside concrete boxes, away from their family, lost their houses, lost their jobs, most of them. You know, in a 23-hour lockdown, concrete box. You know, I've been in uh, that situation. And it's not, it's not, uh, you know, not fun. You know, 1995. You know, uh, 96, 95, 96, 97. 23-hour lockdown. You know, you eventually get adapted, and you just, uh, you know, you know, luck. Thankfully, I didn't have a family or children or anything like that. I mean. I can only imagine. I used to watch guys break. You know, you got family kids out there. You know, you, you, I mean, it's, it's crazy. I'm not going to get in detail with my story, but I'm just saying. You know, you, you don't know. You don't know. So, you know, they, they defanged the, uh, a lot of the people from my generation, you know, the 80s and whatnot. And, they, they, and if, you, if you think you're going to change the system, you're not. You're not going to change it. Unless everyone collectively stands up and the will of the people changes and it starts to turn to a more better goodness and more uh, positive outlook and more stopping the individual wants and what I want is right. You know? It's, it's, it's all about me out there today. You know, what do you got today? What do you got? Personal computer, PC, MySpace, 
iPhone, I, I. The Apple. The Apple, you ever see the Apple, the image, the bite of the Apple? What's that represent? Eve biting the Apple, you know? Uh, all, all these signs, and you, you just start opening your eyes and you start seeing all these symbols. I can go over a million of them with you. You'd be like, oh, wow. Why bother? Why bother? You know? So uh, they got technology now. They zap you from right out of outer space. You know, they got people programmed to do the crazy things. I mean, it, it, you can go on and on and on, all the, the, the crap that they got going on. And there's righteous people out there. There's some good people out there that want to make a change with their voices. But when it all comes down to it, you know, you, you got to look out for number one. And I, I get all that. But, uh, you know, I just don't see anything changing anytime soon. I really don't. I mean, I don't think – I think that they, we, there's two – they're going to keep you in that comfort zone. They're going to keep you within that comfort zone. And they're going to keep you just above water breathing. And pluck you like a chicken, you know, little by little. And uh, and you'll eventually grow old. You'll be 60, 70 years old. You'll die. you die off. And, uh, you know, the next batch will come up. Look at the next batch of kids coming up, growing up. You know, they're lost, lost, weak, you know. No, no word, no honor, no handshake means nothing. Your word means nothing. You stand in line at the grocery store, you look at the guy behind you, staring at his phone. You know, bumping into people. You know, I mean, come on. That, that's, the, you know, that's what, the, what our society has become. You know, I, I don't know where it is in your part of the world, but, uh, you know, this is just what's, what's happening out there. So we've been doing this podcast now for a while, and, uh, you know, understand the times which we live today. They have a lot of people over the years on this podcast. A lot of people, and uh, some good things have come of it. But uh, you know, for the most part, it's, it's the same problems that we're facing. They're just getting spinning a lot quicker, out of control. So uh, six five seven three three zero six one six. Let's see here. Let's uh, open up phone lines here. Bring you on and see what happens. Okay, six five 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 one and then nine seven three. Go ahead. Hey Joseph. Yes. Yeah, you, I mean you got a good show tonight, and uh, you talked a lot of sense, man. So thank you for what you're doing. Oh well, I, thank you very much. I appreciate the phone call. You had a uh, crazy caller before. I don't know what the hell that was. I have no idea. Uh, it happens sometimes, though. But, uh, you know, everybody's living that crazy individual life out there. You know, they're doing a little thing going on. So I don't judge nobody, you know. No. Well, what, well, I mean, what were they – I mean, recap that for me. What, what, what were they saying they were doing? I don't know. I guess they were driving down the road, and I guess uh, – I don't know. I guess maybe maybe having sex in the car. I don't know. Got pulled over by a cop. That's what they claim. I don't know. It's obviously a skit or something like that. I don't know. But uh, yeah, you know. I, did, I mean, uh, <laughs> it was weird. <laughs> it, was it definitely is. Crazy. That's for sure. That's for sure. But you know, my my, my main concern is that they see that's just a moment in time, and uh, that may have been a good laugh. But the problem is that the more permanent permanent things that are happening today are, are affecting us and we should be more concerned about. But, uh, you know, I mean, if not, let's just all have a good time and uh, watch the world go to hell in a handbasket, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, I feel like that sometime because, 
I don't know. I was listening. sounded real to me, and uh, I said, this is yeah, a problem. I mean, uh, yeah, it's a possibility. I got uh, 973 on here. I don't know. What, maybe we'll bring them on and see what maybe they want to talk about the same thing. I don't know. We'll see. 973, go ahead. 973. Unmuted. Hello? No. Yeah, go ahead. Hello? Yes, yeah, hello. No, I was calling about the same um I was calling about the same thing. I was just really sort of thrown by that phone call and I was trying to make heads or tails of it. Well, I don't think it has a heads or a tails. So uh <laughs> but uh I appreciate well, I head you being head. concerned about that call. <laughs> But uh I mean what yeah, what happened I, there? I'm trying to what I mean how I, make sense Well you that? have to go back and listen to the archive. I guess they got pulled over by a police officer. So that's from what I I heard. But I didn't get to the bottom of it, but uh, I guess they crashed or something. And, and got pulled and over. What was what she it sounded like she was doing something to the to him and then the cop. It sounded like that. It sounded like it, but sound, you know, hey, we we don't know what, what what it really was, so you know, people can claim a lot of things, you know, who they what they're doing and we don't know what, if it was real or not. It sounded real, that's what the other caller said, so we'll see. I don't know. But uh you know, maybe they'll call back again I in the future. You handled we'll it. I thought <laughs> you handled it very well. No, I did and um and I thought if uh I thought if you were speaking to the cop there, I thought you did a really good job uh, staying professional. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you very much. And I appreciate you listening to the podcast, show. Thank you so much. Man, it's not easy. Not easy when these people call in and you got to think quick. You got to think quick. And you, oh, you yeah, know. you got to be quick on your feet. Yeah. Quick on your feet, that's what they say. So, But uh, I appreciate the phone call tonight. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Have a good night. Thank you. Anybody else keep, want to join in doing... here tonight? 657 uh, Press number one. Anybody? Uh, slow night tonight. Uh, talk about the problem. I maybe may want to get on with that, you know, the, what we had there uh, earlier on. But that's fine. Uh, we got our full hour on it pretty much, uh, you know, understanding the times in which we live today. And then go out and check out the uh, NSM Media Network there at 9 o'clock. Five one six four five three six zero five eight is their phone number, and uh, I think Harry Hughes is on tonight. He'll be t- down there at the border, so uh, check him check him out. And uh, for tonight, for me, uh, I guess I'll be out of here. Uh, you know, hey, it was a good podcast show. We all in all, we always do a good podcast show. So uh, we do what we can and uh, do the best we can. Everybody, God bless the republic. Fighting soldiers from the sky Fearless men who jump and die Men who mean just what they say The brave men of the Green Beret Silver wings upon their chest These are men America's best One hundred men Will test today 